today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The fountain is open to us to wash it all away. The fountain of Jesus' blood is always open for us. It's always flowing. It's always available to wash us clean. He never turns off the fountain of his cleansing blood. Praise the Lord for that. Anytime we sin, we can come to him and confess our sins. And he will wash us clean. That fountain is always on for us. When you turn on a faucet, you expect water to come out. Whether it's a water fountain, the bathtub, or your kitchen sink. You never wonder if the water will flow or not. It's just a given that it will be there. Well, when you come to Christ, you can always expect that the water will be flowing. He's ready to wash your sin clean. As Pastor Dan looks at the book of Zechariah today, remember that God is always available for you. He never shuts down, goes to sleep, or steps out for a breather. He's always near. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Zechariah chapter 13 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We're going through the Old Testament. We're currently in the book of Zechariah. We're going to be in Zechariah chapter 13. If you want to turn there in your Bible, Zechariah 13. We're also going to look at Acts chapter 1. So if you want to go ahead and find Acts chapter 1 in your Bible and maybe put a bookmark there so you can turn there quickly when the time comes. Zechariah 13, Acts chapter 1. Well, I want to begin tonight with our timeline that we've been using for this study, just so we understand kind of a timeline of end times events. This is laid out chronologically for us. All the way over to the left, you see the crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ. And then after the ascension of Jesus Christ, you have the church age. We're currently living in the church age. The church age will end with the rapture of the church when Jesus descends in the clouds. And the church, those that are here alive and remaining on the earth that are believers will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. And then sometime after the rapture of the church, you have the beginning of the seven-year tribulation period when God is pouring out his wrath upon this world. And that will end with the second coming of Jesus Christ to the earth. And he will establish his kingdom on the earth for a thousand years, the millennial reign of Christ. And then at the end of that, you have the great white throne judgment, and then the creation of the new heaven and the new earth, the eternal state, where we all live happily ever after with Jesus Christ. Okay? Amen? All right. The section of Zechariah that we are in, this final section of the book, it looks ahead to the final days of the tribulation period, when the Jewish people will finally turn to Jesus Christ and recognize him as their Messiah, and Jesus Christ will return to the earth in glory and great power to establish his kingdom on the earth. In chapter 12, in the final days of the tribulation, all the nations of the earth will gather together to attack the city of Jerusalem. And it will be that attack on Jerusalem that will cause the Jewish people to 
turn to Jesus Christ for salvation and finally recognize him as their Messiah and Savior. And that will prompt Jesus Christ to return to rescue the Jewish people. Now, chapter 13 is really a continuation of chapter 12. If you look back in chapter 12, verse 10, chapter 12, verse 10, it says, And I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication, and then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. The Lord God says here at at that time, the Jewish people will look on me or look to me whom they pierced. Now, when did the Jewish people ever pierce the Lord God? When they crucified Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Lord God. And when all the nations of the world gather against Jerusalem, then the Jewish people will look to him whom they pierce to save them. They will recognize Jesus as their Messiah and Jesus will return to save them. And as it says in Romans chapter 11, verse 26, then all Israel will be saved. And as we see in in verse 10 of chapter 12, they will mourn. They will mourn when they realize Jesus is their Messiah And they rejected him when he came to them the first time. And they've continued to reject him for 2,000 years. And they'll mourn. Revelation chapter 1 verse 7 says, Behold, he is coming with clouds and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Now that brings us to chapter 13 where we pick it up. Again, it's just a continuation here. Verse 1 says, In that day, when Christ returns, a fountain shall be opened for the house of David and for the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. When Jesus Christ returns, a fountain will be opened to believing Israel at that time, a fountain to wash away their sin and uncleanness. God is so gracious God is so merciful. After Israel's long history of rebellion and rejection of Jesus as their Messiah, once they finally turn to Jesus, God will immediately open to them a fountain to wash away all their sin and all of their uncleanness. This word fountain that's used here, it refers to a spring, like a spring of water that flows continuously. This fountain will be open and it will remain open and flow continuously to cleanse them of their sin. And by the way, this fountain is open to anyone who comes to God through faith in Jesus Christ. The moment you turn to Jesus Christ and surrender your life to him and receive him as your Lord and Savior, the fountain is open to you and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you of all of your sins. First John chapter one, verse nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. And it doesn't matter how long you've sinned or how severe the sin is. Just ask Israel. The fountain is open to us to wash it all away. The fountain of Jesus' blood is always open for us. It's always flowing. It's always available to wash us clean. He never turns off the fountain of his cleansing blood. Praise the Lord for that. Anytime we sin, we can come to him and confess our sins. And he will wash us clean. That fountain is always on 
for us. Now, verses 2 to 5 look ahead to the kingdom age after Jesus returns and he establishes his kingdom on earth. Verse 2, and it shall be in that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will cut off the names of the idols from the land, the land of Israel, and they shall no longer be remembered. I will also cause the prophets and the unclean spirit to depart from the land. In the kingdom age, God will cut off the idols from the land of Israel. Idolatry was Israel's besetting sin. What do you mean by that? Well, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it speaks of the sin that so easily besets us or ensnares us. Most of us, if not all of us, have one sin that really trips us up more than any other sin. You're probably thinking of that sin right now. Well, that's the sin that easily ensnares you or easily besets you. For Israel, it was idolatry. Israel looked to other gods instead of Jehovah. They went into captivity because of their idolatry. But God says in the kingdom age, Israel's idols shall no longer be remembered. Hosea chapter 2 verse 17 says, O Israel, I will wipe the many names of Baal from your lips and you will never mention them again. You know, when a person is in Christ, God forgives our sins and he forgets our sins. The Bible says he remembers our sins no more. And he never mentions them again. And not only that, he makes you a new creation. The former things pass away. He makes everything new. And Jesus Christ gives you a whole new life by setting you free from the life-controlling power of sin. And Jesus Christ makes you so new and so free that you begin to forget those former sins and your former idols. Your old life becomes a distant memory, almost as if it was someone else, someone else's life that did those things. And then you come across something that reminds you of an idol you once had in your life in the old days before Christ, a long time ago, B.C., and you say, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. I remember when I used to be into that. But he remembers our sins no more. And, you know, when we go to be with Jesus, we'll be completely free from the presence of sin and the memory of sin. What a day that'll be. In the kingdom age, Israel's idolatry will be a forgotten memory from their past. The na- look what it says. The names of their former idols will no longer be remembered and never mentioned again. You know, the record of our sin is erased completely by the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's just never brought up again. Look what it says. The Lord says, I will also cause the prophets, that would be the false prophets who led Israel astray in their past. I will also cause the false prophets and the unclean spirit to depart from the land. Interesting, the unclean spirit. That's speaking of of demons. And it's singular here, the unclean spirit. It's a particular unclean spirit that God will cause to depart from the land of Israel. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. 
You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com, or through our church app, or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. In the kingdom age, when Jesus returns and is reigning over all the earth, there will be no false prophets, no false teachers, no false doctrine. There will be no demonic activity on the earth. Revelation chapter 20 tells us that Satan and his demons will be bound during the kingdom age. There'll be no spiritual warfare, no devil tempting people with sin or deceiving people with lies or trying to kill, steal, and destroy people's life as he does so effectively today. Verse 3 says, It shall come to pass that if anyone still prophesies, again, this is speaking about false prophets in the kingdom age, Look what it says. Then his father and his mother who begot him will say to him, you shall not live because you have spoken lies in the name of the Lord and his father and his mother who begot him shall thrust him through when he prophesies. Again, the false prophet here during the kingdom age, people will love God and love his truth supremely and they will not tolerate any false teaching even in their own family. In the kingdom age, they will take a stand for God's word, even at the cost of family relationships. You know, there's a sad trend in parts of Christianity over the last few years where Christian parents are honoring their children's sin above or over the word of God, especially when it comes to gender and sexual identity. Many Christian parents choose to honor their children and their children's lifestyle choices over God's word. And some even take a stand against God's word and say God's word is wrong on this matter of gender and sexuality or your interpretation of God's word is wrong and we need to just be more open and loose with our interpretation of what the Bible says about gender and sexuality and don't bible explain me now about this. I don't want to hear it. The Bible's wrong. They never think, maybe your child's wrong. Maybe your child's making wrong choices. Well, it will not be that way in the kingdom age. Parents will stand up for God and the truth. And false teachings and lies will not be tolerated. Parents will side with God every time in the kingdom age and not with their children and their sin. And in that day, it goes on here, and it shall be in that day that every prophet will be ashamed of his vision. Again, this is talking about false prophets. Every false prophet will be ashamed of his vision when he prophesies. They will not wear a robe of coarse hair to deceive. Remember the prophet Elijah and John the Baptist both wore wore camel's hair as their clothing. False prophets would also wear camel's hair to emulate a true prophet of God, but they're they're not going to do that in the kingdom age. But he will say, verse 5, oh, I'm no prophet. I'm a farmer. (laughs) For a man taught me to keep cattle from my youth. This is saying that in the kingdom age, no one will desire to be a false prophet. 
when Christ is ruling on the earth as king of kings. There'll be no false teachers, no false doctrine, no false prophets. Nobody's going to want that job. Now, verse 6 says, And one will say to him, What are these wounds between your arms? And then he will answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Verse 6 connects back to verse 10 of chapter 12. They will look on me whom they pierced. And now, what are these wounds between your arms? This is speaking about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. This reminds us of Psalm 22, where it says of Jesus, they pierced my hands and my feet. Zechariah was written 500 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, and it describes Jesus being wounded and pierced by crucifixion. Isaiah 53, also written hundreds of years before Christ, says he was wounded for our transgressions, dying in our place for our sins as our substitute, taking our punishment. He was wounded for our transgressions, for the things that we've done wrong. Again, verse 6, what are these wounds between your arms? Then he will answer, those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Those who put Jesus to death despised and rejected him, but they were from the house of his friends. They were from the house of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Remember, Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. They were from the house of all the prophets who prophesied about the coming Messiah and Savior. They were all friends to Jesus, looking forward to Jesus. He he was crucified by friends in the house of his friends. Verse 7. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, against the man who is my companion, says the Lord of hosts. Now, this is another interesting verse. The Lord is speaking, and notice the word Lord is in all capital letters. It's indicating it's, it's Jehovah, Yahweh is speaking. And Jehovah refers to this one who is to come, who was wounded in the house of his friends. Jehovah calls him my shepherd and the man who is my companion. Well, what man can be the companion of Jehovah God? Only someone who is equal to God can be the companion of God. Well, what man is equal with God? Only the God-man, Jesus Christ. This verse affirms the deity of Jesus Christ, that Jesus is God. He says, look at verse 7, in the middle of the verse, strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Then I will turn my hand against the little ones. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Jesus quoted this verse. And Matthew chapter 26, verse 31, and he applied this prophecy to his own disciples who scattered when Jesus was arrested in Gethsemane. It's speaking of Jesus. And it shall come to pass in all the land, says the Lord. Watch what it says here in verse eight, that two thirds in it shall be cut off and die, but one third shall be left in it. I will bring the one third through the fire, will refine them as silver is refined and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say, this is my people. And each one will say, the Lord is my God. During the great tribulation, that seven year period where God pours out his wrath upon the earth, 
We're told here in this verse that two-thirds of the Jewish people living in the land of Israel at that time will be cut off and die. Only one-third of the Jews will survive the tribulation and enter into the kingdom age. Now, during Hitler's Holocaust, one-third of the Jews were murdered. Two-thirds of the Jews survived. During the tribulation, it will be inverted. Two-thirds of the Jews will die. And only one-third will survive. The tribulation is called in the book of Jeremiah the time of Jacob's trouble, Israel's trouble. And this is why only one-third of the Jews will survive. And they will be refined by the tribulation. And that one-third will be refined by what they go through. And that one-third will look with faith to the one whom they pierced, Jesus Christ. Look at verse 9 again. The Lord says, the Jews who come through the tribulation will call on my name. Well, what's his name? His name is Jesus, which means Jehovah is salvation. Jehovah is salvation. They will call on my name and I will answer them. And I will say to them, this is my people. Remember in the book of Hosea, God said, these are not my people. But then in the kingdom, when Christ returns, when they call on his name and he comes back, he's going to say, this is my people. And each one will say, the Lord is my God. The relationship between Israel and God will finally be restored. You know, Jeremiah chapter 32, I'll, I'll read it to you. Jeremiah 32, the Lord says, behold, I will gather them out of all countries where I have driven them in my anger and my fury and in great wrath. I will bring them back to this place and I will cause them to dwell safely. They shall be my people and I will be their God. Then I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever for the good of them and their children after them. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from doing them good, but I will put my fear in their hearts so that they will not depart from me. Yes, I will rejoice over them to do them good. And I will assuredly plant them in this land with all my heart and with all my soul. For thus says the Lord, just as I have brought all this great calamity on this people, so I will bring on them all the good that I have promised them. That's the kingdom age. That's the kingdom age. Chapter 14, beginning in verse 1. Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, and your spoil will be divided in your midst. That's interesting here in chapter 14, we've talked about before that the day of the Lord is really talking about an age that begins with the seven-year tribulation period and really goes all the way through the eternal state. But here in chapter 14, when he talks about the day of the Lord, he's talking about the actual day that the Lord returns here, the day. You know, this is a general age here, but now we're talking about the day. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Zechariah, one of the Old Testament books of prophecy. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. God's Word can speak to you in a variety of ways, and it can reach you in a personal way too. 
If you'd like to hear more messages from this series, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. While you're visiting our website, you might be interested in learning more about the church that supports this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. You can even come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, visit calvaryec.com for details. You'll also notice a tab for giving and a tab for serving opportunities. Make sure to check those out and think about being a part of this ministry and the church as a whole. If you have questions, please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. Or feel free to connect with us through our website. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the